Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the Shama Mama, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Joey. Hey, Kelly. I almost messed it up. You know I did. I know. I know. <laughs> it was almost, I almost brought us back, but I'm not doing that. We're That's not going right. backwards. That's all Always right. forward. Always forward. Always forward. <laughs> Kelly, before we talk about anything related to today's episode, where's the tree? Where's the tree, Kelly? <laughs> the tree is still hanging off Come the, on. The, the pole. Now, no, What happened to your progress. scaffolding, friend? There, he, he is having it delivered okay. this week. All right. And Jeff is taking all the limbs off. Okay. And while while he's out of town, the guy the guy is out of town. He's I helping see. us. Okay. And so Jeff's taking all the limbs off, and then the guy's going to come back and help him take all the trunks down. Okay. So the, right. the scaffolding has not arrived yet, but soon. All right. So this is good. So we still have more tree talk to come. Yes. In future episodes of Spirit Trip. I have, I have a great story about a tree, just so you know. Okay. Well, <laughs> we should when probably we introduce you then. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great idea. We have a guest with us, obviously. Who do we have, Kelly? <laughs> well, this is Garubi, who is a spiritual advisor to the stars and a personal manager for celebrities. And my brother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> which is how I got him on the show. <laughs> oh, and, only, and only she could do that. That's how her powers <laughs> reign, you know? Excellent. <laughs> so we're super excited. I've been trying to get him on the show for a while now. And I was like, oh, it only took him in a, a, a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. For sure. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I'm all excited. So. Yeah. All right. Garubi, what 
is your tree story? We've got to hear it, man. You know, and let me before I begin, you know, I, I, I thank you both for having me on today. I just want to thank you both because, you know, especially during these times, it's exciting to see uh, this work that you, are, you guys are doing hitting the hearts of man because we need it now more than ever, you know, and for me, it's been my life calling to work in this field and, and share, you know, peace and uh, healing uh, efforts to uh, mankind, you know, as we go through these times. So again, thank you both for doing that and having me on. Thank you, Kelly, for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, you know, family, you know, we can choose our friends, but we can't choose our family. You know? <laughs> well, I hope that's not a statement about me. <laughs> no way. I was actually love. super excited when, when my husband introduced me to you. I was like, yeah. yeah another, another weirdo in the family besides me. Yes. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yes. That's awesome. And I, I felt so kindred with you. So yeah, of course I would do this for you. And uh, uh, really, honestly, this is a, a great start to uh, the time that we're in right now, you know, and that's, uh, you know, really tapping into our highest selves and trying to really connect to our divine purpose, which is self-realization for me, you know, and pray that that's uh, what everyone is working on themselves. But to my tree story. <laughs> tree story. <laughs> to the tree. Lest yeah, we forget. Yeah, yeah. I, did you know, Kelly? I mean, this since we're family and we're talking about all these things. I don't know if you knew, but uh, a lot of people, you know, um, I'm, you know, I work for a lot of wonderful, beautiful people that vibrate at very high levels uh, and, and, and doing wonderful things in the art world and administration, business, uh, even heads of state. Uh, I've been very fortunate, very blessed to have advised uh, some of the most amazing people in the world. And, you know, and I and actually chose a lot of these people based on their uh, connection to spirit, you know, and that's something that's very important to me, you know, and as a child. So this is where the true story comes. OK. In. Okay, here we go. Yep, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> well, hey, before we go there, I mean, you have to realize, you know, I am a storyteller. You know, I was going to say, it. you're just going to tease us on this tree story for the whole episode. <laughs> well, that's part of the story, man. That's part of the story, you know, is that's how the ancients used to tell maturity in tribes uh, for a young child who wanted to hang out late at night by the fire, if you would. The elders would gather and tell stories. And the idea that the kids would, of course, were mesmerized and wanted to stay up with them and, you know, get to that point. And they basically, you know, told these stories, you know, told stories. And when you arrived at the age of maturity, you would have a good story. So that's kind of how they judged your maturity by based on your stories. Mm -hmm. And so that's a very beautiful thing of stories. And that's what, uh, you know, I, unfortunately, that's what you got with me, especially being a Gemini, you know, <laughs> so I, you know, I can definitely go on. So, but this story is a good one. I don't know if you know this, but, um, you know, I, I think the world is in need of, I keep hearing a lot of people say, this is not the age of the guru. And a guru just means a teacher or someone who leads one from light, uh, from the darkness into light. And, you know, I don't think we're ever not in a time when we need that, you know, when we need uh, guidance and uh, people who can uh, share wisdom 
you know, and sacred wisdom at that. I don't know if you know the United Nations and a lot of different other places are doing um, basically ancestral and sacred, um, you know, indigenous archival. You know, which is basically a lot of uh, shaman practices, a lot of, uh, you know, martial art practices or, you know, Chinese, you know, kind of medicine practices from Asia, you know, different different holistic practices. They're documenting now. They're actually because, you know, a lot of young people are leaving the village trying to seek their, you know, they don't want to they don't have the patience nor the uh, fortitude to to learn the ancient practices. So a lot of them are like these seed banks that you might have heard about all around the world. They're starting to collect the actual healing uh, techniques, you know, for mankind going forward in the future, uh, because it might be lost if, you know, uh, we don't keep up on it. So they, I, I find that quite uh, amazing with uh, technology and how that is coming to, uh, which is why I think technology is also very, very spiritual. The idea is technology is like fire to the cavemen. You know, can you imagine the cavemen were like, what the hell is this? You know, <laughs> you can cuss here because all the time. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not good. I just, hell, what the hell? Fire. <laughs> well, I am an urban mystic, you know, I hey, consider know? myself as such, you know. Uh, <laughs> but the idea is that, you know, it is like technology. What we're using here, this medium is really, truly spiritual. You know, the idea that we have got we have more access and resources than ever before to tap in to information and, you know, things that you've never gleaned before. You know what I mean? Uh, is amazing. So this well, fire. And, and right, there yeah. are gods of technology, too, mm-hmm. which is, you know, when Kathy and I started a uh, uh, business that we had run a little while ago, we actually presented the new business as a baby to the gods of technology because we were going to be marketing it online. And we said, would you offer our baby a blessing? And the gods of technology said, sure. They grabbed the baby and like turned it into a Borg. And we were like, "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) but that was their gift. And we were like, thank you. (laughs) be careful what you ask for that's right that's right right. so yeah so when people talk you know there's a lot of energy where people have a you know who are not really uh speaking positively about technology and different things like this uh it's usually because they're afraid and like fire you know it can burn it also can heal you know and so this technology that we're in right now in this time in society is amazing because you know we are a wonderful great species of humans you know this ability to have all this wonderful tech uh and long as we use it it's a tool you know and it's that tool uh, concept of anything that's created uh, when we start looking at these things is uh, basically if it's going to be building or if it's destructive, you know, and even Kali, you know, was a, the goddess of destruction or a god of destruction, you know, it goes into the idea that in order to uh, have this kind of, you know, peace, there has to be a, a burning or a purge. Thus, to my tree story. <laughs> so many of you know, Kelly didn't know that, uh, that Mr. T, uh, it was actually, uh, you know, kind of like my archetype. I actually went to prom, uh, with his daughter, uh, oh. in Lake Forest, uh, Illinois. Um, and when I was in high school 
And the funny tree story is, is that Mr. T, who is an amazing icon in the world, had cut down his trees in his lawn. So you can Google it. It's amazing. It's a fascinating thing. And it caused this uproar in this very, very posh, very affluent town. Basically, it's like the tree capital. You know what I mean? And he just cut all his trees down, you know, in his yard. And it, it was just a fascinating story. I, I won't go into all the details, but it's just like you can Google it and check it out. But it's just fascinating because... Uh, when everyone talks about Mr. T now, you know, of course, he's an American icon, but the idea that he had cut these trees down was kind of followed. Right? That's like the next story right after you talk about Mr. T's greatness, you know, is damn trees. You cut the trees down, <laughs> you know. <laughs> What if he said, like, I pity the trees? No, no I mean, I pity the, you, know. you never know what the, uh, the legacy is going to be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you better be careful out there, friends who are listening, who are entertainment business, because that is very, very true. You know, uh, I was taught, in, you know, earlier on when I, you know, guide and counsel and, and get into this field was to my clients, I would always tell them, be very careful because, you know, the ass you kick may be the ass you kiss tomorrow. And, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and for 10,000 data boys, like pat on the bats, like 10,000 of those data boys, you know, one off shit deletes those 10,000 data boys. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so karma reigns supreme uh, still to this day and forever, as far as I'm concerned. And we have to watch our karma in any entertainment business, especially as you know, has been, you know, uh, just basically whew, been yeah. run amok in the last, you know, decades or so with people as, you know, entertainers' uh, behaviors. When you're working with a celebrity or, you know, somebody who's well-known, my listeners, they're generally the average average folk on the street. You know, I know what issues they're dealing with and things like that. What are what things are specific to working with somebody who's a celebrity? And what, what things would be not something that somebody else would be dealing with? One of the things that I actually specialize in when I went to my trade academy, uh, when I graduated from actually, it's a, an executive protection program, uh, Texas A&M. And one of the things that I find that is very interesting and different than most people when, they, you know, the grass is always greener, you know, that kind of deal is people don't realize a the work ethic that I think a lot of the entertainers have, which is their discipline. They have to have, they're very, I wouldn't call it OCD. I don't like to diagnose, you know, these types of things, but they definitely have a definitely a different level of work ethic. You know, they have this idea of, you know, going to bed late, you know, and actually being up very early and a lot of people and the travel schedules, you know, that's something, you know, there's a lot of that that goes into play. But the main thing I think for me, which I always look at that question, I kind of reverse it and I go, what would make me not want to be a celebrity, <laughs> which is mm -hmm. always good. And one of the things that most celebrities constantly fight for is their uh, privacy, you know, that kind of a thing. And uh, because my specialty is dealing in behavioral science, mm -hmm. um, which is quite interesting, you know, I deal with a lot of high end uh, risk stalking cases, you know, uh, which is a lot of, you know, psychological kind of you know, things that happen to entertainers uh, where people, you know, are 
you know, we have a lot of stalkers, you know, they have people who have unwarranted and unwanted uh, advances, you know, in their lives. So it takes a special kind of person to uh, navigate that, you know, so I would definitely say that that is one of the things that I definitely uh, do not kind of, you know, you know, envy (laughs) for any uh, entertainer or anyone who's in 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 a, you know, VIP or, you know, that kind of position. Yeah. I imagine that there would potentially be worthiness issues that would come up as well, just in terms of, you know, who am I to get all this attention and and how do I deal with it? Or the opposite of, you know, I'm the king of the world and, you mm. know, how do I maintain my humility either Ooh, way? Right? Amen to that. And that's what, and that's been actually, you know, uh, you'll be shocked. Now I cannot obviously talk about names of my right. clients and these things, but the idea is that you, yeah, you would be very shocked that there is a certain fragility when it comes to uh, self-esteem. And I think which makes a lot of entertainers, you know, who they are actually comes from that wonderful, beautiful place. I call, right. you know, that vulnerability, you know, of someone like, a, I mean, I can use examples of others who I haven't worked with, but I'm just saying, like, you know, like obviously like a Michael Jackson or someone who has, you know, who was, uh, who I'm, I'm a big, I'm sorry, I'm, I don't want to get too personal, but spiritually, if you look at the work he's done, I like, you know, we, when I look at works of art, we spiritually, we have to talk about the vibrational effect it has on the human soul. Is it a high vibrational art or is it low vibration? You know what I mean? Is it bringing someone up, uplifting, or is it bringing someone down? And, you know, Michael, and and this is, I mean, we can have this conversation, but there's a lot of other conversations. I mean, there's a lot. When you bring up the word Michael Jackson, there's like a lot of conversations that come up. (laughs) But I really uh, have such an, uh, an affinity for him. And because I understand the story, you know what I mean? I understand the history. And that's what happens with people. People is that they don't understand where people have come from. And if they had an understanding of other people's uh, history, we might have more compassion in the world. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because we're so quick to judge the outward appearance of the thing without truly understanding where a person uh, is coming from. You know, and that just comes with empathy and compassion. And these are all these wonderful things that if someone was spiritual or is practicing spirituality, that'd be the first thing we'd be thinking about, you know, is what caused the situation in the first place, you know, trying to walk in someone else's shoes. And so uh, when people start to bash celebrities, I kind of it's an easy target. A, you know what I'm saying? Because that's their job, which is to be in the, uh, you know, in, 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 you know, in the light, I guess, if you would like to say but yeah uh, i forgot the question actually to be at this point i, I was well, just on a riff i was the, like really i was like but it's all this is real you know yeah just, yeah you know, i mean the michael I, jackson thing truly honestly like you know i always say we killed michael you know that's kind of my my take on it is that we killed him you know not mean not meaning that obviously this is more poetic than it is actual real i'm saying right. you know the metaphor it's just the idea that you know just like now we need to raise the vibration of love in the world you know if people you know raise that level because for me the beginning is love and the end is love and the answer in the question is love and everything else is just the absence of it 
And so when you have a young child who's been exposed to that lifestyle at such an early age, you can then start to see you have more compassion, more empathy towards the understanding. And then going even before that, Joe Jackson, you know, his family, you know what I'm saying? And being raised in those conditions, you know, and having to uh, raise that many children. My God, you know what I'm saying? Uh, In that time. So. Again, you know, it's easy to point fingers, you know, it's easy to, you know, look at an entertainer. Uh, I'm sorry, I keep thinking about mostly entertainers because that's, you know, where I spend most, a lot of my time. Sure. Uh, but I am, you know, I have, you know, basically consulted heads of state, you know, vice president, um, presidents, you know, and some other folks, but I can't speak to that. But it's serious stuff, man. You know, it's tough being in that zone. And it's like everyone wants success, you know, but then there's that responsibility that comes with it. Right. Um, in my book that I'll be, I'm working on, it's called, I call it the juice. You know, we used to call it the juice. You know, it's this juice, you know, that gets into you. And basically, uh, it can take you uh, away, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you're not grounded in this game, you know what yeah. I mean? And so, yeah. well, you know, I mean, you, I don't think you know this about me, but and I don't think, I don't think you do either, Joey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was a I was a theater major in college mm-hmm. originally. I knew a lot of actors and I didn't know a single one that didn't have major neuroses around things. You know, one of the things that make actors such uh, so good at what they do is that they're able to leave themselves and become someone else, right? And you know, there's a certain amount of pain that's required in order for you to be willing to abandon yourself. Mm. And, and that's why I, kind of, I hate to interrupt, but that was yeah. like bang on, you know, and a lot of that, that's why I don't do a lot for me. It's just for all, everything I speak is from myself, please. You know, obviously I don't, oh, there should be this, uh, I, I do not represent the uh, views and opinions. You know, that I, have that <laughs> I love that when they start doing that now more than ever, it's kind of fun, oh, but, yeah. uh, but realistically, you know, uh, for those who do psychedelics, you know, for those people who are out there doing altering states you know i do encourage caution you know what i mean uh be very careful because you know in those altered states you are then leaving yourself Mm -hmm. and if you are leaving yourself you may be inhabited by something else on your return (laughs) (laughs) i'm vindicated i have been saying this over and over again on this podcast (laughs) okay cool cool yeah that's right so a lot of people are seeking to leave have you noticed because they're not comfortable in themselves yes so we are comfortable outside of ourselves more than we are comfortable inside and we're constant it's like a, a salesperson that's why i call myself an urban mystic because you know my teachers were like car salesmen you know <laughs> who were highly spiritual you know and it one of the one of the beautiful things that uh like, wait wait no wait, you just have to stop for a second because we have yeah. to just take in that visual of the spiritual car salesman of course of course <laughs> i if love you, it I if love you it. cannot love all you cannot love it all baby you know that's that that's that yogi bhajan you know what i'm saying and it's like you got to love, man. And so everybody has it. And that's the beautiful part. Actually, you know, the ones who claim spirituality are some of the least. And the ones that I find that are mostly very spirit or embody a lot of spirit uh, are people that, you know, like I said, the you and I's, you know what I'm saying? And you'd be shocked too. entertainers do too. I just don't want to, like I said, I don't want to digress, but because in order to accomplish the feats that most entertainers do, or most people in that position, you have to realize they are vibrating at such a high frequency. Oof. Yeah. 
you know, they are tapped in, they're dialed in, man. You know what I'm saying? They're tuned in. And so I really, and being around that, oh my God, to be in the company of greatness. Oh my Lord, let me tell you to be in it when someone, not just creating something, but like when they're embodying it, like, you know, taking on a role or something and whew, they have, they go there, they go deep. You know what I mean? They really go there. And so, you know, to be able to be a witness to that process and to be able to be like the dreidel in inception and be like, yo dog, come on now, cut cut brother it's time to stop acting now okay it's time to come back you know i call i'll make that dreidel you know what i mean <laughs> if you've seen inception you know what yeah. i mean it's like that constant reminder of like all right now you know <laughs> and so and a lot of times you know these cats don't want to come back you know so you got to be careful with your altered states and your states of you know uh of of trying to take on something else that's not yourself you know yeah. uh, because there's always going to be remnants left behind you see if someone else or something else has entered your home it's sort of like when you leave your home and you've left something and something's out of place you see something's just not quite right which is why it's important to learn the energetic uh, you know the the energetic hygiene is what we call it. There's actually an nice. entire episode of the podcast on energetic hygiene for just that reason. Yeah. But yeah, I, this is why it's so important to go through training. I mean, that's right. I, I work that's with, right. with students who will, they'll start to do this big work. You know, they'll, they'll do this work with, with a client and they'll get into this altered state and then they don't want to leave it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, no, or no, some of them no. want to leave, but you get stuck. You must come home, you know? right? Yeah, and and the yeah, getting stuck is a different issue, right? Yeah. That's that's mm -hmm. that's different. Yep. But yeah, that's valid too. Um, you know, you have to go in and get them. Mm, get if lost you can. or you can usually get them. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's I, haven't, good. I haven't had a case where I haven't been able to get them yet. So awesome! I might have to call you. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So, but yeah, I I, uh, I do a lot of training with people before I even let them go to those places. Mm, Hopefully okay. that that helps to to do it. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's just a matter of being willing to go wherever it is that they went, and mm. that often is sometimes its own thing, right? Yeah, because, and well, I, I like to call it north. You know, it's like that electromagnetic north. Right. Most people want to go south in different directions, west, east. I mean, that's wonderful. But long as we have an agreement of that we understand that north is the electromagnetic frequency of direction as we know it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, when people kind of start drifting and not really understanding that that is the agreement, you get what I'm saying? Then yeah. we might, you know, that's out of my my scope of practice and I kick it up to my psychiatric friends. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. At that yes. point, it's maybe yeah. who might have spent a little bit more time, you know what I mean, on that level of, uh, you know, medication, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Because I'm an integratist, you see. I always tell my friends, you know, because I'm a spiritualist and all, if I get shot on the field or out there in the world or stabbed, please do not try to Reiki me or pray for me. <laughs> get me to a hospital, all right? <laughs> okay? Yeah. You know? I'm saying uh, that you do not try to levitate the bullet out of me. It ain't going to work. Okay? So you need to get me to a doctor, please. Thank you. Yeah. Just, I just need to let the world know that in case they see me out there. Okay. Yeah. That, that's noted. Thank you. As a family member, I, I will make sure that that's noted. That's right. So, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's very interesting because people do get lost sometimes. And they most often they'll either go someplace that's outside of their sphere of influence, their sphere of assimilation, 
where they, they can't take in what what's happening where they are. And so they just lose consciousness um, or they go into some fear based thing that starts to eat them. Right. And then you're like, OK, so I got to go in and fight off whatever monsters are in there. There are coming at them and grab them back or I have to go into wherever their sphere of assimilation is, has exceeded and be like, um, hello, turn and look at me. Don't look at that. Look at me. Okay. Hi. Nice to see you. Let's go home now. And they go, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> because they've, they, they can't take in what they've got. I've and done so, that with friends who've had too much to drink as well. So it's, just, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That works with drunks too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I can speak to a, uh, the, some, I mean, like people who I know, like one of my clients who I can, who I know for sure would be fine. Uh, you know, I, I, I serve a wonderful man by the name of Alex Gray, who's a wonderful psychedelic painter who yes, many, many people don't know, but I've been his, you know, a, a bodyguard and handling his security for over 10 years over at Cosm, his, you know, Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. And you have a lot of young people who uh, come through and on these journeys, you know, that, and we don't, you know, advocate those things at all because we try to help, you know, a space of consciousness. Uh, but, you know, the kids, you know, they want to be out there and think it's recreational and want to come to a party, you know, that kind of a thing. And Allison used to always say to me, which is a wonderful thing, his wife, you know, is kind of like, you know, she created a place for kind of like the hospital for the souls, you know, and I kind of like that, you know, because again, you know, if I get shot or stabbed, please don't, you know, right. take me to a hospital, but this <laughs> hospital, you know, where art itself has been the means of healing, you know, and it's been a wonderful experience to be working with Alex, you know, and, and being, you know, seeing what he has done throughout his lifetime and career and just the high vibration and like that his work puts onto the world. Yeah. And his work I, is amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he's an amazing dude. And so personally, I just wanted to speak to the idea that I, I don't really subscribe to the concept of lost. Okay. For me. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, because the idea is in order to have darkness, there must be light. These are the polarities, you know, of hermet, hermetic, you know, we talk about these things in Egypt, you know, these dualities, you know, and in this frame, we're talking in the physical realm and in the physical realm. Yes, we have these dualities. But when we transition into the spirit realm, it then, you know, actually, uh, there is no such thing as duality and spirituality. That's the whole beauty of it. You know what I mean? It's that the duality only exists for us in the physical realm. And so the idea of lost only so there lost there is lost trust me i've been lost many times in my car you know and as a matter of fact you know i just changed the gps from the female uh person to the english gentleman musical you know, voice because he's just you know that's just that was just a thing you know but um you know but the gps is wonderful technology because yes we do get lost in the physical realm yeah for sure um, but in the spirit realm, and this is the beautiful part of why spirit is so important, and that's why we try to get people to go back to spirit when we're in those places, when we are so-called lost, yeah, is mm -hmm. to go return to spirit. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the job. And that's my job. My job truly is to get mankind and my clients just to return back to spirit. And then they go, well, you know, and, to, and that is 
God's self, you know, which is man. And so the idea is self-realization. So that means back to himself, back to him or herself. Yeah. These are non-gender based things I'm speaking of. Trust yes. me, say these things, you know, trying to get rid of all of them, you know, but the idea is that too, you know, getting rid of these titles that we have, you know what I mean? You know, we must get rid of all these titles, you know, I, black, white, woman man these are so primitive these are so antithetical to spirituality it's unbelievable it's almost passe it's almost like and you know i'm gonna get a lot of flack i always get flack you know people are like well black lives matter uh white you know this matters everything matters well guess what my mom just died last week uh last sunday i think it was you know and i'm sure at this point in time uh you know the idea is that none of these things we can take with us when we go uh, these concepts, you know what I'm saying? And so we must realize that in that in our nature, we work to do our highest merit in this physical realm. But I think we definitely are going backwards and we, we were trying to recreate again the wheel. And one of my teachers used to say, what's new isn't true and what's true isn't new. Okay. So anything that we're going through has, we've gone through it, man. We've gone through it. We've gone through race relations, you know, not saying we fixed it. I'm just saying we've been through it. I mean, since forever, since 400 years, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> of these kinds of things. And then, you know, gender biases, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, man needs to elevate, you know, its consciousness and awareness and understanding that our humanity is based in spirit. It is the foundation in spirit. And that is the only thing that's going to cure, not politics. I'm sorry. That's just my world. You know, it's not, you can, I don't care how many programs you put in place. I don't care how much, you know, this, that, and the other, until those programs are, you know, put with spirituality, we're going to continue to see problems. Uh, a story to that is basically you know, someone wants to, you know, because I'm an urban mystic. So, you know, I like working in a hood. And the idea was, is that, you know, I've actually worked in Rikers Island, you know, uh, serving and, and as an African-American or a black man. I don't know how much to eat, more titles. I don't know which one, but I'm just letting you know. When I served there, my friends would always joke about, you know, man, you know, Ruby, I've never seen a black man worked so hard to get into prison before. See, that's the joke. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> I did have to go through so much of a background just, just to go in and, and work with meditation and mindfulness techniques and, you know, doing my yoga and Qigong with the kids. They love that. You know what I'm saying? And it was great, you know, because I was serving a, a very uh, a sad population there, which was these 16-year-old kids, you know, that are now going straight to Rikers Island, you know? And it was really deep to me because, you know, again, how do you, why would you put a 16-year-old body in a in jail and then not only that solitary confinement on top of that oof gosh you know this is really serious stuff you know and so for me i'm working hard with organizations and things of this nature to really not you know to get rid of these kinds of things but anyway but to my point where i was going with this story was is that you know just drug dealer right and i hate when people just say and i'm going to equate education to organization Okay. So many people keep saying, oh, we need to educate people. We need to educate people. Well, I guess what? Education is not the answer. Okay. 
if you're going to educate someone, then the idea means that you have to give them skills. Like what I had to learn, I had to get an apprentice. I had to, you know, you're going to take them from hero zero to hero all the way to completion. We don't do that anymore. We just yeah. give people advice. We give them mentors, but we don't give them apprentices. Apprentice is someone who goes in, studies a skill, and that person gets them a job so that they can then fend for themselves. And then we let them go. We don't do that. We need to go back to that. But let's get back to this. So if you educate a drug dealer, you just made a smarter drug dealer. Yeah. Okay. Because now he just went from selling dime bags to kilos. Right. Okay. That's education. You feel me? That's mm -hmm. why we just can't throw education on the problem. Okay. We have to change the drug dealer's so-called soul, his spirit, because then at that point he does not, he takes that energy and now he's no longer needing to deal drugs and these types of things. He then learns to alchemize and learns those techniques that the ancients have given us to change that element, you know, from maybe copper to gold, you know, something of that <laughs> nature. You get where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. Learn to alchemize these things. And so we don't Colin Holland would be so proud. What's that? <laughs> Colin Holland would be so proud. He was on, he's our alchemist. He was on the show a few, mm -hmm. few months ago. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we just have to learn how, you know, and I love, like I said, I'm an, I'm an urban mystic man. So I kind of give it real. The idea, uh, one of one of these great rappers, Immortal Technique, he, he, he said, one of my favorite hip hop lines, I'm telling you, he says, basically, he says, I'm tired of brothers in the hood talking about something like telekinesis, moving shit with your mind, but you can't move your own mom out the projects. So I kind of always like that. You know, I think that's, yeah. I, I don't, obviously I'm not doing it justice that lyric, but it's, it's an amazing lyric because it's just like, we go around and everyone is on the spirit tip, you know? And if you're truly living a spirit life, then I don't understand why people are having such difficulties and struggles. You get what I'm saying? Well, because, so yeah. this, this is a good thing to talk about because mm -hmm. it is true. And I see this a lot is that there is a, uh, a the morphic field of spirituality actually has some poverty in it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the monks and the, the nuns and the, all the people who have given up all their worldly possessions and, you know, and, and have lived in poverty. And and then that's interpreted by people in the modern day spiritual era as you can't be spiritual unless you have eschewed all your all your things. Oh, blah blah blah. Right. Yes. And I've given away everything I owned. I oh, can tell you, I've you done wanna, it you twice. Some, you need some. You need some from me. I get you some blankets or something. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've done it twice, and and twice I've gotten all my stuff back. Okay. Uh, you know, or new stuff back, right? right. And I can tell you i was not more spiritual when i had nothing than i was when i had things okay and i can tell you i am actually more spiritual when i make more money okay. than i am when i make less because Amen, when you Reverend. are poor you are in survival right and you can't be super spiritual when you're clawing for your next meal or for your rent payment amen i like what you said specifically the survival thing yeah. first of all when we're dealing in the world of spirituality we have to understand that animals survive mm -hmm. and humans live 
There's a difference. And that's a very important thing. Now, because we have the animal inside of us, we have the tendency to act like animals because they are, if we like take on the levels of degrees, man is the higher species, just saying. So that means that the animal is inside of us just as the mineral, as the earth is inside of us and the plant is inside of us. So these things have, we have to come to understanding that, you know, that we become, we can act like the animal. We can degrade ourselves and go downward. I hate to say downward, but it is just that in evolution, the idea that we become like a survival mentality, that is not a thriving or a living mentality, okay, nor an abundance mentality. So for me, uh, I was taught this because I'm an urban mystic. I'm going to keep prefacing this only because people are probably <laughs> thinking like, oh, you know, I need to be like chanting and doing all my things right now. No, 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 no. Uh, okay. But the idea was it was taught to me in Paris, you know. And it was during fashion week, okay, and a long it. time. And working with these designers in, you know, in Paris and stuff like that. It's fascinating, okay? And I was always wondering, Parisians are very interesting, and people know this. They, may, they have, like, very good taste, obviously, and, mm-hmm. and quality. So for me, quality equals spirituality. Now, let's break that down into, uh, I read this book a long time ago. I think it's called Making Peace with Money. And a lot of people are have a very adverse relationship with i call it i don't like to call it money first of all i like to call it green energy okay let's start with that green energy because it's just like you know sustainability you got a plant you got to you know it's just how do you keep it sustainable so we got to change our relationship to the concept of how we look at uh technology and our social structure so if we put spirit on it and instead of saying money we call it green energy you might start feeling better about life okay about cultivation about how you go about doing it it's the same thing as has as how you would you know do a field you know you know, do crops. Okay. Thus the stock market, soybeans. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Okay. So, <laughs> no, it all, it all came from that. It all came from that. This was no accident that we had, you know, the crops and, you know, stock markets, soybeans, futures, whatever, uh, you know, it's all based on agriculture and Zodiac and, and astrology. You know what I mean? It's all based on the sacred sciences. So like, again, cause what's new isn't true and what's true is new. They just learned how to quantitize it and make money off of it. Okay. And so we can too, if we dial in and decide to do that. Now, here's the deal. So back to Paris. So designers, you know, I love these designers because, you know, the idea of fashion, oh my God, okay, it's an amazing thing. But here's the deal. If you buy cheap, many things, they will not be of great quality, which means it's not manufactured very well. So you're just going to have to keep buying cheap things and you keep buying those cheap things instead of buying something one time, very good quality, and having it last for you longer than the 10,000 cheap things, okay? This is the problem with our society, with our quick fix, which is a Western concept, okay? Everything's quick. We want it all quick, 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 quick. Well, and if you're a spirit practicing person, quick is actually metaphysically negative. We don't, just, I mean, the idea that why would we want something quick? You know, the idea of time even itself is metaphysically negative, but the idea we have to understand then at that point is, you know, taking, uh, you know, those, those time, you know, back to that thing to have patience, you know, and to withstand and when to endure. And that brings about a quality of life. Uh, I keep bringing people back to the basics because I like to bring people back to the basics, which is the tortoise and the hare. Come on, man. Who won that race? The tortoise, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. The tortoise, if you just take it, lives longer too. He wins the race and he lives longer. 
Okay. That's very true. All right. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. call me but a tortoise. Bunnies make more bunnies. Hey, that's all right. Go ahead and have a great, you know, and that's, that's cool. And that's the problem, right? Hey. Is that the bunnies make lots of bunnies there and then there go. are, there are fewer tortoises, but hey, that's all right. You know, the tortoises need... are still winning the races and lasting longer. So yeah, you that's know. true. That's true. And maybe and that's, we can that work sounds on. like life actually. Well, and then not if you want to go even funnier, deeper, we can just say then too, we may have to work on our population then too, at the same time, because the idea there might be too much fucking. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. You can say spiritually fucking, right? Oh, no, you can't. Oh, my bad. Okay. I just had to check on that because that's part of our problem too. You know, we're very low vibrational, uh, non, uh, you know, first of all, you know, America's number one fear is public speaking, mm-hmm. not COVID, not black people, not freaking Al Qaeda, not death, not death. <laughs> But actually doing this, you know, getting out yeah. in the world and speaking truth, you know, so that's already shows you that we have a, a very interesting problem when we can't even, you know, uh, speak our truth, you yeah. know, to the world, you know, because we are afraid, you know, of being yeah. judged and, you know, ridiculed and all types of other things, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what we're doing here, right, is speaking our truths. Well, you know, like I said, this is a new, this is new for me even because the idea is, is that we are afraid of, of, of persecution, you get what right. I'm saying? And there's even a, a, psycho, uh, psycho, a psychological kind of phenomena that the word help is metaphysically negative spiritually. I don't help anyone. Okay. And the idea that if you actually save someone, they actually hold resentment towards you for saving them. Do you guys know that? It's deep. It's a psychological phenomena. So the people you, that's why we don't save anyone. First of all, you know what I'm saying? Because that's a whole other concept. That's that, that's that Western construct again of man owning man, meaning mankind again, having own owning is metaphysically negative. The idea that I'm, you go from owning property, then you start owning people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it just gets real. So we owning, we got to get rid of that. So this idea that, you know, you know, spirit really does embody all of our thoughts, you know, which is actually, to be fair, I just read something again recently. I don't know where people get statistics from. I think it's fascinating. There must be a statistic God out there. Whoever that God is, that's like amazing. Okay. Or they make them up. Yeah. yeah but it's, it's fun. You know, I'm like, wow, that statistic God is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was watching it last night, you know, for the election thing. You know, it's like these guys have already like prophesied who's going to win. You know, it's chirpy, you know. Okay. So here's the deal. So. You know, they, you know, they say that over 60% of society wakes up without a purpose, you know. Well, and that's, that's, I see that. I see that so much. You know, people contact me all the time going, I, I, I'm having this spiritual awakening, but I have no idea what my purpose is. Yeah. And people are searching for their purpose. And I keep telling them that your purpose is the fullest expression of your authentic self. That is your purpose. When you are standing in the fullest expression of yourself, you are on purpose. Mm. There's no way to not be on purpose when you're in that state. Wonderful. And so, you know. That's cool. I can give you some. Let me add on to that for people who ask me that question. First and foremost, I go, hey, Rue, you know, my sessions. Okay. They always go, 
how do you know? We call it the Dharma. You know, what is my Dharma? What is my calling? What have I come to do on this planet? And one of the signs is that it's fascinating. Remember I said about what's new isn't true and what's true isn't new? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? If it's a cipher, which is 360 degrees, which history does come back around, nine times out of 10, the thing that you don't do ends up coming back. Have you ever done that? You know, the things that you just try to push to the side and be mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going to go try to sell shoes. But the other thing that you really love keeps coming back and you keep coming back. Well, this is probably a great sign of your Dharma calling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's an actual tangible thing that uh, I tell my clients because they get an idea at that point of, I go, Hey man, you know, that thing that you keep putting off to the side, you know, that's kind of a thing you might want to pay attention to yeah. because, you know, it, it, it may be difficult, which is why it's your dharma. It's if it were easy, then everybody would be doing. That's why back to entertainment industry and those who make it versus those who don't. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these cats. Here's another very unique thing that I have found with my most successful clients, and they are. I like to call it zero plan zero, meaning that there is no other plan. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. These cats, like for real, like, you know, I've had a client, I don't say names, but I can't, you know, the ones I can, I can't, you know, is like, I asked them, what would they do? And they were like, no, I have nothing else I can do. Right. You know, and I believed them. I believe yeah. it. Cause it's like, damn it. You know, <laughs> these cats train, they do the, something about them that they do, you know, and they want to do it to the fullest, you know, and they do um, it without another plan in mind. Exactly. And I used to, when I trained real estate agents years ago, um, I used to tell them that I, I'd say, who has a backup plan for what you're going to do when real estate doesn't work. And people would raise their hands and I say, you should leave now. Damn. And Can they're like, the class. No, but I would just <laughs> say you should leave now because if you have a backup plan, this work mm. is too hard. Mm. And if you have a backup plan, you will end up there. So you might as well not waste your time and just go do that now because that's the reality of it is it it would get too hard and they would just go do whatever their backup plan was. And I'm Mm. like, you know, don't give yourself a backup plan. If you have an out, you will take it. Amen. So, Amen. you know, and commit. It. Yeah. And that's what got me here, Kel. I mean, real. I was me like, too. You know, I was the idea was that, you know, uh, I knew from a very early age because I had so many wonderful teachers. Oh, my God. My babysitter taught me yoga when I didn't even know I was doing yoga. You know, I don't know what yoga was. No, for real. Indira. Indira was from India. And her, my little, my brother Sanjay, you know, he's out there in the world. But, you know, she, I, she, they would let me babysit him. Sanjay was younger than me. And I was like trying to, you know, but his mom was amazing. And she literally looked like some like from like Aladdin type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like, ooh. And I'm like a kid in inner city. And she was just like, we would just be sitting down on cushions and she'd be making chapati and different kind of foods. You know, we eat on the floor. I was like, come on, to a kid? You're like, this is the greatest. First of all, your mom is fine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Keep it real. And, you know, it just had that thing. And incense burning and shit. I think they had me, bro. That's why I would probably why I'm the way I am. I think she kind of got into me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, deep as a child and opened up my, uh, you know, my ideas and understanding, you know, of spirituality at a very, very early age, you know. And then also to, you know, uh, and not to say, again, I don't subscribe again to these ideas of, of poverty in the sense of poverty from the Western construct. I'm thinking, cause the idea of poverty and wealth, uh, we have to change that perspective again, back to that relationship thing of how we look at these things. But the idea is I've been in Bedouin tents and, 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 you know, communities 
that were like, you know, poor as hell to the to the average person, but wealth and abundance and cleanliness like I've never seen it, you know, right. like in the middle of the desert. You get yeah. what I'm saying? I'm like, I do. whoa, I'm like, so uh, so for me, poverty isn't about an economic plight. It's yeah. about a spiritual and hygienic plight. And that means watch your diet, people out there. And I'm not talking about diet to lose weight. I'm talking about diet of what you're listening to. What are you, the, the gates that the Asians, my, my Asian Chinese wonderful friends would say, the 12 gates, watch your gates, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, what is going in and out of these things right Watch i gotta it. tell you ribbon this has been a wide swath of yeah stuff. we went there <laughs> you know when we, we when there. we started this we were like well what are we going to call this and we're like well i think it's going to be you know spirituality and in, in <laughs> celebrity in the right, entertainment right, world right. and i'm well, like well we've back. sort of wandered a field but no, we wandered no. wandered in and out and, no. and that's that's that has been my experience every time you and I talk is that's that we, right. we tend to just sort of like go the more whole time. gamut. That's right. Well, you know, and to, I mean, to be fair, it's all one. Yeah, that's the whole is. point for me. Mysticism. And that's the definition of mysticism yeah. is oneness. Yeah. Okay. We're not to separate ourselves from each other, from the planet, from the animals, from the earth, from the universe. We are all one being. Yeah. And until we start to begin to start having those conversations and dialogues on how we become one being, then we will begin to evolve to our highest levels of our spirit practices. Yes. Uh, so, no, I found this to be quite one because this is dealing with exactly what all my clients are dealing with, you know, in the entertainment industry is trying to merge themselves with all of these wonderful characters, all the jobs, the just over broke people, jobs, just over broke, uh, you know, these ideas of people who are trying to find themselves in trying to find their way right. and truly the answer is oneness in totality and once you are that then guess what you're every character right you're every being i am gay i am straight i am man i am woman i am a cat i am dog i am all that is and as soon as we began to start living from that perspective of of of, of identity you know, really burning away our identity. You get what I'm saying? Even in mm -hmm. the word is metaphysically negative. I, you know, fuck it, let's go there. Debt. Why do you want a debt? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I am a debt. Yeah, that's why black. That's why hip hop is so good because we like taking words and just you know using Bring them all. Down. Identity, no, for real, but the identity for real is really the problem that uh, I find to be one of the biggest problems in our society identity politics, identity, everything. We're still, it's everything yeah. is about me, everything is about I. And, you know, and, and in order for us to truly come to peace, we're going to have to realize that that I is not going to save me or save us. Kelly, I think that. Gurubi just uh, he, he just he summed it up for you. Thought. Yeah, he yeah, did. He did my thought, my sum up. Thank you for that. <laughs> I okay. thought I'd pitch in there. You know. There you go. Thank you. This is a good place to wrap it up. I I agree. Thank you. Good one. Thank and you. Thank you Joe. so much for being wow. here, man. Yeah. yeah.
Good anytime, stuff. Anytime. Good anytime. Stuff. Anytime. <laughs> all right, folks. That is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta and Guru B. And you have been listening to Spirit Trippa. So long, everyone. Bye. Be your own guru. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now. So I leave behind a little fear. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.